Hey, 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 welcome to another edition of Conversations Beyond the Pew. And I'm pretty stoked about this conversation today because I'm not the only one in it. (laughs) I have with me today Joanne Blair, who uh, is quite an incredible person, I think. Um, So hopefully you'll find that as well. And in full disclosure, she is also a pastor. She's she's got that rev uh, at the beginning. Um, But I would like uh, for her to introduce yourself. Uh, Yeah. Hi. I'm thrilled to be with you. I know. We're going to have some fun. So don't be surprised if there's a lot of laughing during this episode. My name is Reverend Joanne Blair. I'm Associate Pastor for Inclusion and Pastoral Care at First Presbyterian Church of Birmingham, Michigan, also known as Everybody's Church. Everybody's Church. Okay, so that kind of, that intro gives a sense of why I'm actually sitting here talking. First is that I'm at a place that calls it Everybody's Church. Um, everybody's included, and that you are in, you're the one that, that heads up this inclusion ministry. And tell me a little bit about what that inclusion ministry is. Okay, first I'm going to step back to the everybody's church part, though, because it's interesting. I was not in favor of that uh, tag. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Because everybody's church at first to me sounded like we're trying to be everything for everybody Mm. and you can't be if you try that then you're nothing and what it means is that everybody is welcome to walk through the door ah but every community every church community has its own culture its own you know kind of ambiance personality so this may or may not be the place for you but you are welcome here Okay. And so, so I always want to make that disclaimer because I think it sounds kind of haughty otherwise. So, gotcha. Don't want to be haughty. All right. Um, what was the second part about the inclusion? So, tell me a little bit, like describe it for people who have like they're like, okay, there's that word inclusion, but what does that actually mean? Okay. The inclusion that I am over is a, a ministry to include people with disabilities into the life of the church and the community. Um, that's kind of the special focus of this piece of inclusion. Okay. And we have parents within our church community, parents who have come from other uh, church communities because we have developed this ministry that has grown through the years. Um, yeah. We started many years ago. I think the biggest springboard for us, we had a child with a significant disability, nonverbal seizures, and when kids were all standing up, she was off to the side. And it was kind of, who's with this child? Who's friending this child? How is she a part of this class? Okay. And then we had uh, triplets come with autism Mm -hmm. and varying um, presentations. And how are we going to include these children in Sunday school? Their learning is different. Their communication is different. And so that was kind of a springboard uh, for moving forward. So we started with a standalone classroom. Okay. And uh, we 
had a program, a, a Sunday school class. Our Sunday school is during worship. Mm-hmm. So we had a Sunday school class that followed a certain pattern so that the structure became comfortable for everyone. Okay. And that became very successful once, you know, kids acclimate and learn mm-hmm. the structure. Then we realized that really is not a full inclusion model. Ah. So it was still segregating these children from the life of the church and the community. How were they going to make friends or, or be a how are they share, able to share their gifts? Yeah. They're not because they're mm. in this classroom. So then we started the model. We're on a rotation model okay. for Sunday school. So we started, I started to, I meet with families. Every year we do what I call a spiritual IEP. Okay. Which is the individual education plan yeah. in the schools. And so we go through strengths, weaknesses, um, triggers, reinforcers, just a lot of things. And then I call this information and I form an information card that's condensed information. Mm -hmm. And as we train buddies to be with various children, you can know that, for example, one child, don't touch their head. Ah, gotcha. Uh, For one child, don't sing happy birthday. Ah. (laughs) For another child, they love a lot of physical stimulation. So just, you know, so that you can learn what this individual responds to the best and what they don't respond to. Okay. Um, And then we train people, and they go with the student to their Sunday school class, and they um, are a support to the extent that child needs okay and when we say they go to their sunday school class the rotation model has them going to different classrooms at different times to do different activities you'll go to one classroom a day but um the lesson might be a four-week lesson and the same lesson is taught for four weeks and this week first graders are learning it in a music format you know maybe next week they learn it in a cooking format then in art format but a buddy is with them uh, the same buddy or not is always it always we try to have wraparounds because okay. attendance is not you know all right right you, you can't time. always make 52 mm-hmm. Sundays yeah. so we so we try to develop kind of a little team around each child in a perfect world we have that enough okay. to, to do that uh, depends if we have a lot of kids yeah you know sometimes we've had 16 children that's a oh, lot wow. to add support to and have consistency always so yeah you know we kind of do the best we can mm-hmm. um but that way they develop relationships and start to include themselves or feel empowered to join in the class to the extent they're comfortable. So it's on okay. kind of their terms. Yeah. Because then they own it and they're able to nice. move forward. And an interesting thing I learned, um, I was at a conference not long ago and people said, well, the young people today are inclusion for them is not a problem because they see everybody in school mm. they're used to seeing people with disabilities inclusion is not okay. a problem i disagree okay strongly. yeah inclusion having people with disabilities around you might not be a problem okay but what do you do to develop a relationship what have uh, you yeah. done to include that child how are they friends exactly have you invited them over have you gone and sat with them yeah. Have, you, have you sat at the same table and worked on a project? No, you've gone to your friends. Yeah. So what I learned, especially at the younger grades, mm-hmm. it, as an adult, 
because you know I am if I'm an adult buddy, it's different than being a youth buddy. Yeah. In the younger grades, I would sit with someone and I would develop relationship with the neurotypical child. I would start oh, talking to them. Interesting. And then as I developed relationship, I said, "Well, and this is my friend." whoever I was supporting that day. Yeah. And that helped them become more comfortable in developing some kind of, I was like the conduit. Yeah. So instead of just throwing them in and be like, be friends, which that doesn't work with anybody. No. Right? That it it was, you made a connection with one child and then you were able to bring them in with the child who had special needs. Right. And so... It becomes less threatening, less uncomfortable. And some kids are really good. Yeah. I mean, some kids have just a given gift of being comfortable with people with disabilities and Mm -hmm. developing relationships. A lot of people don't. Right. And so if I'm kind of that safety net conduit, Mm -hmm. and it's a win-win because the child with the disability is, is being slowly and gradually at a comfortable level being brought into the classroom so they're not threatened. Yeah. But the child, the neurotypical child, also has now developed a relationship with an adult. So that child, okay. if I repeat it often enough, as mm-hmm. they grow older, they will see me as somebody, oh, that's an adult I know I can go to if I ever need to talk about something. So it develops relationships all around. Nice. So the inclusion ministry is really about developing relationships on multiple levels. Yes. Not just, oh, I'm comfortable with people that are different than myself being around, but really getting getting deep. And that it's it's not in just one way. It's um, it's not just oh, well, they come to my Sunday school class or something like that. No. Right. Have you you know? Then we try to expand those relationships, and some of them have been really great you know when someone gets there's a saying diversity is being invited to the party mm-hmm. inclusion is being asked to dance oh i love that okay so repeat that because i'm going to write that down because that's I, going I, in the it, show notes it is not it is not original but i can't tell you who first said it okay diversity is being invited to the party invited to the party inclusion is being asked to dance. Inclusion is being asked to dance. Hmm. And so as children start to, quote, ask each other to dance, come to my birthday party or come to this show, or um, another way relationships can form, we have a, a theater guild. And so by now... You know, this many years later, several of our children under, um, I'll call it AIM, it's All Abilities Inclusion Ministry is what, so if I say AIM, that's what I mean. Okay. A lot of the kids under AIM support enjoy Mm -hmm. theater or music, and so they have, through the years, been developed in some of the theater productions. Well, that allows them in a natural way, and Mm -hmm. if they, sometimes they need more support, sometimes not, but in a more natural way to make friends Now all of a sudden these kids in a play, oh, this person's in the play too. So now we're all part of this play and it forms that group. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So it's become really, really, um, it's an organic way of building friendship. Right, because like we said, like if you just, you got to be friends, well, that just doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, no. Yeah. So why is this work important to you? 
I have um, a very soft spot for anyone on a margin. Okay. On the margins, and every one of us is given gifts from God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do not allow people with disabilities to share their gifts. Uh, we need to make sure that we're not only serving, yeah. but that we allow everyone to serve. Yeah. And that we receive from each other. Mm-hmm. And so the more I build a relationship, not only does this nice enriching thing happen for this person that was left out, but the whole community is stronger and we are better for it mm-hmm. because we become more compassionate. Yeah. Sometimes one of the greatest gifts some people have given is that they have taught us to slow down a little bit. Ah, uh, because busy, 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 work, busy, work, busy, work. Busy. I've got to go, got to go, got to go, and it's like, whoa, we can't. We got to take a moment here. Exactly, and yeah. and there's a um, you know a sermon I often give, and it's about when I speak with other churches, and and really it's about people say, oh, what you're doing is such a gift, and. I say, let me tell you the gifts that I've been given. Ah, yeah. From these people, and so mm-hmm. that then led to, uh, and, and we go all the way now through young adult. Okay. And, um, but it then led to, what about the wider community? Mm-hmm. Because we also want to advocate, and so there's a community. Um, called Rejoicing Spirits. It's kind of a label you can go under their umbrella. And so we developed our own version of a Rejoicing Spirits service. Okay. And we have um, on twice a month on Sunday, we have a 45-minute 40, 45-minute service okay. that is, uh, it was skit-based. Now the skits are puppet videos that we create based okay. around a piece of scripture. And a story will be written that kind of gets that point, and then we have, and we have a certain format we always follow, mm-hmm. um, setting a table of community where it's a very interactive service and very participatory. Yeah. It's a no shush, a no shush service. Right. We have drums, we have tambourines, we have shakers. If you're belting out noises, that's what you do, and nice. it's okay. And um, so we have this, and then after the puppet video we have questions that whichever there are two of us that take turns leading it about the video and then tie it to the point of the scripture and we have a little it's all signed also and so we have a simple phrase that is the theme of that week and uh, we learn to sign that phrase and we all sign it several times during the service and we go on through a format, and we and so people have taken ownership, and mm-hmm. and then we pray. We all pray together, and uh, we walk a microphone around, and it is this whole service is one of the most authentic things we do because someone might pray for a good baseball game, and somebody <laughs> might pray for a grandmother that died. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. the whole gamut. Some prayers are unintelligible, but they are that is that person's prayer and so it's always respected and this community it draws people from group homes it draws Mm. typical families with small children who want to move around and make noise and don't want to sit still it just draws all kinds of people and we started about 30 people and we have 
usually 60 to 80 people okay. at every service. Wow. The vast majority of whom are not and will never be members of this church. Yeah, yeah. Because that wasn't the point. That's not the point. They are part of this community that's formed, and we share a meal, and they love each other. They pray for each other. um, They look forward to seeing each other. It is formed in just this beautiful, loving, authentic community. Yeah. And how has that, have you seen that change the church? As yeah. a whole? I have seen um, it change very much. People that come to the Rejoicing Spirit service are kind of often blown away because mm-hmm. because of the simpleness okay. and authenticity that they find within this community and the service. You get down to what matters, the simple points of the gospel. Yeah. And the message that, that Jesus gives us without you know, the simple message of love and love right. each other. Right. And in the Sunday morning, it's been beautiful because when we first started, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know how it is. You want to change anything. There's always some rumbling. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. We've not done it that way, right? Yeah. We've never <laughs> done it that way. Right. So one of the things that we first did was ask for a section, a, a front section to be reserved for us and our families. Okay. Okay, but that might have been somebody's pew. Ah, yeah. Um, But we asked these people uh, to move back and that we needed this reserve for a few reasons. I needed to know who was there. Yeah. How many buddies, they said they were coming, did they come? Yeah, yeah. You know, we we have a large sanctuary. I can't check all over to see if you came, so I need to know you're there and do you need, you know, make sure we have support. And also, they're up close. They can see. Right. It's also right near the door. So if uh, we have a meltdown, we can get you out the door. Yeah, yeah. Because meltdowns, as anyone who's experienced them, they can be very challenging. Yeah. And so we need to remove you from the situation. Um, so a, a lot of reasons. And as we explained it to people, most mm-hmm. understood and everybody acquiesced. We had... A couple people that never really have approved of our taking their chairs, but it's okay. <laughs> right. And as the noises erupt, mm-hmm. uh, we, we all start out in the sanctuary together on Sunday morning, and then after time with the younger church, they go off to Sunday school. Okay. And so then the, the sanctuary is more quiet. Most of us are more quiet listeners. It's not always. Some stay in worship. Um, yeah. They're older, and they stay in worship because they want to be in worship and so so they feel comfortable enough to be like no this is my space too now yes that's great and the parents have learned to feel comfortable trust that it's okay yeah and it's been a training and learning process Mm -hmm. for all of us yeah including the congregation to learn that at times there are noises and I'll be honest I'm a quiet listener at times it can be distracting yeah. but isn't that life I don't think it probably mm. was silent when Jesus was preaching right and he was certainly going to people on the margins yes he he yes. was with everybody yes everybody and so as as people become accustomed to the noises okay that become became less of an issue and as um, I had one young man that it took through the years, we learned to be able to shake hands when we passed the peace. We learned to 
handle ourselves, moving ourselves in the sanctuary. Okay. And now at this point, um, he just flies on his own, and I would trail 10 feet behind because he's working the room. And the joy of the congregation to see that this young man who was not comfortable in any situation yeah. now goes on his own and he collects our bulletins. He's grown. We're fast-forwarding 10 years or more. Oh, wow. He now collects all the bulletins that are left and puts them in a bag. That is what he does. Nice. And it's, it's, um, it's beautiful. And to see the congregation take ownership, if you will, of being a welcoming yeah. community. Yeah. Because the, the whole congregation has to take ownership or else it will never work. Exactly. Exactly. And um, we all have moments. We all have crying babies sometimes. And yeah. if it gets too much, maybe the parent takes them out for a while. But then they bring them back in and we try again. And yeah. in all inclusion with a crying baby or a child with a meltdown, we'll try again next week. That's right. If, if it didn't yeah. work this week, we'll try again next week. But you are welcome to come here. You yeah. are part of this community. Yeah. You know, we're not only here for you, but you're here for us. Right. You bring your gifts. Mm-hmm. It's not, we're not serving to you. We're serving with you. Yeah. Wow. That's, sir, yeah, serving with you, not to you. Because often that's what you kind of see churches want to do. Mm-hmm. They're like, here, let me just do this for you. No, no, no. And we often start out that way. We all do. We often yeah. start out that way. They're saying, you know, I'm going to minister to, I'm going to minister for, I'm going to minister with. Yeah. You move through that process. Yeah. And when you minister with people, we embrace whatever gifts they have to share and they embrace ours. Yeah. And we, we all have a role to play. Mm-hmm. We just need to find what that role is and celebrate that we're sharing that gift. Yeah. And sometimes that gift, there's one child, um, I helped him through confirmation. Mm-hmm. And the gift he gave me was learning patience. Mm. Because something that uh, a lot of us have trouble with. <laughs> a lot of trouble. On a daily basis. On a daily, <laughs> moment by moment. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right now. Um, but the. The gift was to remember that his processing was slower. Okay. We needed to break down the lesson and repeat it mm-hmm. and repeat it and present it a different way and pull out the key points because there's so much clutter. There's so much clutter in what we say and do and think. Our entire lives are cluttered, cluttered. now. Cluttered. Yeah. So we need to clear that clutter. Here, nice. Here is the gem within this. Nice. And if we can find a way for you how can we present the gem of this piece of the lesson to you in a way that will have meaning, in a way yeah. you can pull into your life and apply to your life? Yeah. That we can share that gem together. Oh, nice. So I, I think you may have kind of hit on both of these, but what are, what's one of your greatest challenges and one of your greatest joys with the inclusion ministry? Initially, the greatest challenging, the greatest challenge was part of it having people buy in because it's scary. Yeah, it's very different. We often attracted, because of what we were doing, we attracted people who may have been asked to leave other churches. Ah. And so one of the challenge was 
overcoming fear on all sides. Yeah. I, I admit, for a couple of kids on my prayer drive in the church Sunday morning, I, I'm not ashamed to say was, please don't let so-and-so have a meltdown today. Please don't let so-and-so have a meltdown today. Yeah. Because it just adds an extra bump in the road. Yeah. Um, having the, the community mm-hmm. embrace it, but also having the parents trust us. You know, right. building trust with the families. Right. Because they've been put out so often. They've been put out and they have spent their lives advocating for yeah. their child. Yeah. And so to build the trust often um, for me, because I'm the kind of go-to mm-hmm. person over this, when I meet with families, I need to know it helps immensely if you say, Johnny's had a rough week. Ah. Or I forgot to give Tommy his medicine this morning. Ah. Different things or Mm -hmm. not a good week to push on this or to challenge, you know, to move forward on this goal. Just let it ride this week. So communication. And you can't have that communication until you build trust. Mm. And it sometimes with some kids takes years for parents to learn to trust you to really share what's going on because they've been let down. Right. And their children are, they are vulnerable. Yeah, I, I, the, absolutely. The families are vulnerable. It's not just the child. And you yeah. have to learn, build trust mm. so that I am here to work with you yeah. to help your child succeed and share their God-given gifts and mm-hmm. learn and receive the love of Christ. Yeah. And so that was one of the greatest challenges. And mm-hmm. that that. Like I said, in some families took years, but we're in a, a good place with that. Nice. Where you're starting to build that reputation that you can trust. Yeah. You can come back. You know, we'll keep trying. We're going to try again. How do we make this work better? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even remember your other question. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's one of your greatest joys? Oh, my gosh. Um, seeing joy of connection among people yeah. and seeing what was once separate, joined together. Ah, nice. So um, whether it be, we we had one, we had one child who, and it was a child that needed a lot of support, but for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. there was an older woman who has since passed away who had this white hair and a tight bun, and what there was something about her, no one, the parents never knew what, they okay. didn't know her, didn't have a relationship. He came in and hugged her every Sunday. There was something about oh, wow. her hair, we think. Right. Or okay. her person, something. And he would come in and, and hug her and wow. then leave. And it was that this child did that was incredible mm-hmm. to the parents. And to see someone else learn to pass the peace of Christ with people and then learn to look them in the eye yeah, and then learn to say the words yeah, and make this connection. And now when people miss that, they didn't see that child this week. Where mm-hmm. was that child? Were mm-hmm. they here and I just didn't see them? Uh, okay. You know, it, it, when, when you are missed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and having a friend, a child invite a child. Oh, a youth, wow. A neurotypical youth invite a youth that needs to support. 
hey, come on, join the group. Come sit over here. Oh, nice. So ever, at all levels, at from, all the levels. Of adults, from the oldest to of the, adults down to the... Wow. ...to the youngest, because we have adults that come. Yeah. Um, that are, and, and we don't realize some people fly under the radar. Mm-hmm. And so inclusion is not just for, quote, people with disabilities. Inclusion is, you know, we do it... We say it's with the LGBTQ community. It's with this inclusion... Is yeah. everywhere. It's including people. Yeah. We just happen in this ministry to focus on people with disabilities because they need some support. So we right. need to be set up to, to help welcome them. Yeah. All right. So what would you like people to know about being in community with a person who has special needs? That the relationships, first of all, that everyone has something to offer. Mm-hmm. And that as you build relationships, you know, you get to be the recipient of the gifts that are shared. Okay. But also, whatever your relationship grows into, it is 100% authentic. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so glad you could do this. I'm spend time with you. I know, I know. It's so great because we don't see each other enough. No. And so my very last question that I'm asking people who I interview, what piece of wisdom do you try to live by? To see the Christ in each other. Nice. Because that's really what Jesus wanted us all to do. Well, and it puts us at a more even level. We all need help at some point. Yeah. We all have things to offer. We all have things we need to receive. If I look for the Christ in each other, and hopefully someone will see the Christ in me, it brings us to an even level, and now we're sharing mm. our gifts with each other. Yeah. Ah. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I hope, um, I, I love being able to sit down and have this conversation. And I know we've, we've talked a little bit about this before, but this has really uh, given some, some more insight. And so I thank you for that. And I'll thank come you. back another time because we have whole other things that are springing out from this. Oh, y- yes. So we may need uh, multiple parts to okay. this, this uh, conversation. Um, if you're curious about learning more about this inclusion ministry, um, this is uh, happening at First Presbyterian Birmingham in the state of Michigan. And I, you can go to the website, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Google Everybody's them. Everybody'sChurch.org. Everybody'sChurch.org. All right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure... Uh, they, you can always shoot them an email. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I hope that it, wherever you're listening from, that you have an amazing week. Week can't talk now. Amazing week, and that you're able to draw connections and see the Christ in every person that you meet. Have an amazing, amazing day. <laughs>